0: Welcome to Creative in Tech,
1: powered by ReadSpeaker.
0: Technology is constantly evolving, and the companies that adapt win. In this podcast, you'll hear from companies and thought leaders across various verticals who blend the art and science in one of the biggest growing spaces in technology, conversational AI. You'll hear how they're creating the touchtone experiences that will define the next generation of customer strategy. Join me, Kerry Roberts, your host for this podcast, and the Brand Evangelist for North America at ReadSpeaker.ai as we explore the intersection of creative and tech. Welcome to Creative and Tech, a podcast show powered by ReadSpeaker.ai. I'm your host, Kerry Roberts, and I'm the Brand Evangelist for North America at ReadSpeaker. This show is all about highlighting the various brands and organizations that are using one of the biggest growing spaces in technology, conversational AI. And so for the next few interviews, we're going to be discussing about how this affects the banking and the finance industry and how people in this space are utilizing conversational AI in a creative and innovative way to help create the next generation of customer strategy. And so to start us off, I am so excited to welcome Mike Zagorzak. He is the COO of SoundHound, a company helping brands build custom AI solutions. Welcome, Mike. So excited to have you here.
1: Thank you, Carrie. It's great to be here. Great to see you again and be a part of this. Yes.
0: Yeah, so before we get into the whole concept, I want to start with you personally. And I'd love to hear why are you a part of this conversational AI space and what do you love most about it?
1: Sure. Yeah. I. Um, well, our, our founders have a great story. Um, they uh, were... Um, they had a, um, uh, envisioned, uh, technology. They did their PhD at Stanford and, uh, they were inspired by Star Trek. And then they say, this is part of their story. Then they looked at all the technology in the future and wondered why it wasn't here. And they looked at, uh, you know, teleportation and holodecks and, um, and they also looked at the, the voice AI component and they realized, you know, this is technology that should exist in our lifetime and we should really... Uh, build it. So they embarked on that 15 years ago, and they built, spent the following 10 years building the technology in stealth and uh, SoundHound's technology called Houndify was revealed five years ago as a voice platform, and it's been um, our growth ever since. And so I um, I joined the company five years ago, right around when Houndify was launched, and um, inadvertently just or it just shared the same vision. I was always a you know still am a sci-fi nerd. I like future tech. I like seeing what's happening. I uh, was leading the marketing team and I took on more roles and responsibilities and I realized uh, I could help this technology come to life. I mean, I'm not an engineer, uh, so I'm not in there coding. But if, uh, if we can all work together and partner with organizations and actually make voice AI a reality, then what better way to, uh, to be a part of it than at a company that's doing it themselves. So we're, we're on this journey and excited to be there.
0: Yes, it is so great to see these concepts that were around years ago really come to life and continue to do so. We're focusing a lot on the banking and finance space today. I'd love for you to talk kind of just an overview from your perspective or speaking to people in the industry. Where do you see the banking and finance vertical going and where does conversational AI play a role now and potentially into the future?
1: Yeah, that's great. I was excited to talk about this. I mean, uh, my 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 general statement about industries as a whole is when you look at voice AI across industries, each one is evolving at a different rate in a different direction, right? So you have automotive and they're on their journey and then you have the you know, IoT companies. And, uh, and then you have the, this broad realm of service and enterprise organizations that don't necessarily make physical products. And they're really on that journey. And banking is a great one to focus on because they've been increasingly aggressive in that space. And uh, part of the reason is that any uh, organization that is um, providing a service in a physical location, in a remote location... Or even uh, in a third party location is, is really investing in voice. It's a cost savings. It's a customer improvement. And the banking industry is very much there. Um, you're basically seeing it in two subcategories. One is, uh, banks and service organizations, financial service organizations adding their skills to third party assistants like Alexa and Google, right? And then the other half of it is organizations building their own Uh, custom voice experiences. And they're each doing it slightly differently. There's some organizations doing both, some are doing just one, some doing another. But it really all comes down to how as a bank, as a financial services organization, how can I be where my customers are? And how can I make sure I have my services available in the way that they want to access it? And as a result, we're seeing um, mostly the larger organizations really make an investment in the space.
0: Yeah. I think again, being where your customer is at is a big piece of that. And I just want to show Victor is here saying, hello, if you have a question or comment during the conversation, please feel free to write it in and we will bring it up for Mike to answer as well. I know recently Soundhow worked with Opus Research and you kind of surveyed a variety of industries, but the financial services was in that area. Can you talk a little bit about what the research showed in terms of usage of conversational AI or anything else that would be of significance with this conversation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, the research overall showed that two-thirds of organizations are actively exploring uh, voice assistance, and that's cross-industry. And and banking was no exception. Banking uh, industry really, really focused on um, exactly that, is providing services where their customers are, where they need to be. there's a variety of research out there, uh, and we're just happy to be a part of it. Of course, if you're uh, interested in the Opus research, you can find that at, at houndify.com and download the report. Um, but even additional data points, like 75% of respondents from banks, uh, large banks, said they're you know currently implementing various forms of AI strategies. Uh, the uh, owners of smart speakers themselves are, um, are increasingly looking to use bank, uh, banking services. So the, the trajectory, if you look around and if you're part of a large bank, you'll already see that there's various forms of assistance. So that was really supported by the research.
0: And I want to talk about what SoundHound and Houndify have done specifically in terms of use cases or potential use cases that you have for the banking and financial industry. Can you talk a little bit about the types of things that you've done or are building?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things... I would say is going back to uh, how I subcategorized uh, activity in the banking space, and this applies across industry, is uh, one strategy, which is to build a skill or action on a, a Google or an Alexa. And that's really about being where your customer is. And, and that's a, it's a worthwhile strategy. And I think um, uh, there's a lot of upside to doing that sort of thing because you, you're going to appeal to a subset of your users who are active on those platforms. But interestingly and importantly, that that is a extending your service into a third party environment. The other side is building your own custom voice experience it 's extending your brand uh, directly to your customers so they 're not accessing you through an Alexa or google they 're speaking to you directly and the uh, the predominant uh, place we're seeing that is through uh, a mobile app experience, uh, right? So we already know that you know there's things like you know Siri and Google Assistant that are really part of the mobile app uh, mobile device. However, the mobiles mobile app um, can be voice enabled. Uh, so Bank of America is a prominent one where they have their their Erica voice assistant, and they're unlocking features and capabilities directly through the app. And the reason that's powerful is they're just simple use cases that simply work better uh, with voice. So you can ask a much more complex statement like, show me uh, checks I deposited uh, you know, in the last two months. Right? You're avoiding a lot of taps, it's quick, it's responsive. So a lot of the bigger banks are really exploring that. And the reason that's important is because it's it's truly an omni-channel solution. Right? So now you can start imagining that the voice experience you have in your app can be the same as you might have on a web- website. It could be the same that you would have over the phone or at an ATM. So uh, a voice-first omni-channel experience is really the prize. And uh, banks and any organization who are pursuing that will find that they can start to build the central voice AI that is um, that services customers using uh, conversational interfaces and conversational language. The The, the place that we, we play in it is our... Houndify technology is fundamentally different from everything else out there. The, the typical process is uh, a user speaks and make, make a query uh, and that query gets turned into text. And um, after the NLU process takes that text and turns it to meaning. So it's essentially a two-step process is you translate what I said into text and then try to figure out what I need to say. Our technology does it in real time. So as the person is speaking uh that's being translated into um voice ai into nlu and that allows it to be more accurate because we're able to understand the context so in a banking example if i'm asking something that's banking related um the response will be quite faster and more accurate because we already know as the person speaking they're asking about banking or if they ask about something else we know they're not talking about bank banking so we're now uh engaged with uh, multiple organizations nothing we've formally announced uh, as of yet Um, who are really looking at not only uh, creating that voice-enabled experience in-app, but cross-functionally and um, across platforms as well.
0: Yeah. And I want to speak a little bit more about voice because we have people in banking and finance that get voice. They're using it. Like you said, Bank of America. We have some that kind of maybe tried it a few years ago and said, well, it's not working or not really sure what to do next. We have some that are just unsure what to do, um, either scared or just not sure if it's the right fit or where to start. Um, and I just want to kind of add to your, your conversation here is that voice has a lot of pieces to it. You know, as you mentioned, when we speak to it, it has to be able to recognize what we're saying. It has to understand and create some sort of meaning, as you mentioned, through some sort of conversational design, and then it has to speak back to you. So there's so many moving pieces and that's just kind of, the core, let alone all the other things that are kind of added to it. Can you maybe break it down for people that are like, okay, I've heard about voice. I'm not really sure what to do for my banking or financial institution. You know, you spoke about it can be on your website. It can be on a mobile app. It can be on a smart speaker. It can be at an ATM. Can you maybe give some basic examples of things that people could do with voice and kind of where they could potentially start?
1: Absolutely, yeah, that's a great setup. the um, The main pieces to a voice experience is I mean, physically you need some uh, you need a microphone in a, a device somewhere. So obviously, all mobile phones come with a microphone; they have a speaker. Um, obviously, phone based is a voice first experience. So once you have the ability to take the input, it's really about the first step is the the ASR, which is the speech recognition. So this is what I refer to as the it's basically transcription. I say something, and, and oh, this is fairly common. There's a lot of dictation out there. The next step is the natural language understanding. So once the person has inputted the text, uh, do you, you know, can you understand what they're what they're saying? And and for people building custom voice assistants, the way um, they tend to go about it is um, is the speech recognition part is fairly complex, but there are um, third parties that provide it. So for example. Uh, SoundHound, we have our Houndify platform. We provide transcription capabilities. So if you're really interested in building your own natural language understanding, but you still need to turn the text or the speech into text, um, we can do that. And you get the text output, and then it's really up to you to figure out, well, what is this person saying? Uh, A lot of natural language understanding, they use keyword detection. So in a banking example, if you said something like, what's my balance, it would focus on the word balance. And then infer that from that the user actually is looking for uh, their balance, and it would you know read back the balance. Uh, ultimately, after that, once you have the NLU, it needs to tap into a body of knowledge. And the reason that uh, some vertical organizations uh, tend to try to build their own uh, assistant is because when it's fairly narrow, and if you're really just talking about a bank balance, then you're not going to assume it's any other form of balance, like a balance beam or. Uh, already you can think of there's, there's words in banking that um that can mean a lot of different things but if you only know you're talking about banking you're you're never going to respond uh for something uh that's not financially related uh and and that understanding of cross domains isn't really going to be a factor so uh, a lot of organizations think they can they can solve um that the um the other opportunity is to to partner uh with an organization like ours where uh, they, the, the financial institutions have their body of knowledge, they know what they want to do, but they really want a, a powerful conversational assistant, uh, mainly because it's one thing for users to make simple phrases, what's my balance, and uh, you know, I want to you know, transfer money, it's a, but people don't really speak that way. We want a conversational voice assistant. So what we have is the ability to have much more complex compound conversational experiences, and that just gives everybody a running start uh, to focus on what they do best, which is obviously servicing the customer and not having to reinvent technology that um, companies like ours have put uh, a decade plus of, of innovation into. And once you have that, you can make it available anywhere. You can make it available on the app. You can make it available over the phone, ATMs. Uh, in the banking industry, accessibility is critical. Um, so supporting people, allowing them to do banking if they don't have... Uh, you know, broadest use of capabilities, whether they're, um, there might be uh, visual challenges or physical ones. Uh, voice simply just unlocks uh, so much of what you can do uh, with a service and, and, and banking organizations are very attuned to that and they, they, they're very broad and successful in that area.
0: Yeah, and I think you know another thing that I hear quite often, obviously in this space, um, is two things. One is obviously the privacy issue. And then the other piece is about, well, what we have, we don't want to replace our people per se. And, you know, I always think about, you know, this idea of like, it's not necessarily replacing all of your people, but it's answering the questions and getting them closer to what they need or taking out the things that you don't need a person to answer. What's my balance? You don't need a human being to answer that uh, for someone. So you're using your customer service reps for really uh, more in-depth questions. Can you speak a little bit to kind of those two concerns that seem to be pretty common within this
1: vertical? Absolutely. I, and I, would, I would say that um, even a few years ago, uh, banks and financial uh, institutions were not but, you know, as ag- aggressive in the voice space because of security concerns, but they've really made strides since then. Um, used to be all on-prem servers and uh, the, the need for security was um, in many ways a limiter to innovation because they said, we, we can't compromise, we can't be as aggressive. They've overcome a lot of those hurdles to a point where you can now access your information on third party devices like alexa so the 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 industry really has adapted to the need to be cloud based to be on demand and to be in more places than one and that as a result has opened the door to doing a lot more innovative work including voice ai and so maintaining those security protocols but being adaptable is really the mix there are some uh, some user facing um Technologies that uh, they're employing to differing degrees. One is uh, biometrics, so this is recognizing your your voice and speech patterns. So that's a capability that we have, and there's a few others that can provide it, uh, along with um, using uh, some sort of voice password or voice code, right? So the com- and in banking's the industry is two factor authentication is the key, and it's a highly highly secure way. You take um, one. Uh, one data point that is unique to the person, combine it with another, both within your control, you start to get very, very high um, capability rates. And some of them are inherent, like, a, like I said, a voice print or a fingerprint, and then some are known, like a, vo- a you know, voice password or a written password, and you have pretty high security at that point. And the, um, <clears throat> so on the privacy front, That's really key. Can you refresh my memory on your second question? Yeah, so the
0: second part that I get asked a lot is about, well, I don't want it to necessarily replace replace my workforce. Some people do because they're like, okay, I'm saving money, which is a great ROI. But others, there's a fear of, well, we're not giving the same uh, hands-on service as we would be with a human being. And so kind of differentiating that it's not replacing it, it's helping it in some sense because it's taking away from some of those regularly asked, easy questions. Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, it's just, it's really about optimization. And the um, optimization and really focusing on where people can make the biggest impact. So that even in the in the physical space, as I mean, once upon a time, if you wanted to do any banking, you had to go into a branch. Uh, and branches would get overwhelmed and the lines would get long. So ATMs became the norm. And that way, if you needed to talk to a person in your branch, you could... If you need to do the regular transaction, you would just go ahead and do it with the ATM. So it was really about saying um, that people are a a finite resource and how do we use them to add the greatest value. Uh, And the same thing has been happening over the phone, using phone systems. And um, organizations were so strapped and so aggressive with it, they introduced these IVR phone systems that people hate. Uh, they, They suppress or say one and you have to figure out these complex menus that the organizations were often uh, open to adding negative experiences simply to keep up with demand and be able to provide the range of services that they need to. So I, in many ways, something like voice AI, right, not just having to say keywords or key phrases, but a truly conversational assistant is, is rescuing a lot of these investments that, that banks have made already so that their customers have a better experience and you can much more seamlessly integrate humans into the mix versus feeling like, oh, I have to, I'm either talking to a machine or I have to talk to a person and I want an agent. And and so it's it's really giving them more tools uh, to allow their them to focus their people on what matters.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, I think uh, the other thing I want to talk about within voice, as I said, there's many moving pieces to it. The other things that are kind of extra that help really build a brand or personalize it are things like text-to-speech and customized voice, which is what we do here at ReadSpeaker AI. You also have things like a sonic brand. So things where they're using a particular sound or music that maybe they used in commercials, those sorts of things that really enhance some sort of brand experience. Can you speak to kind of how these types of things help personalize the voice experience and why that might be an important thing to add on to any b- bank or financial conversational AI.
1: Absolutely, those two are, are great important elements. It really comes down to confidence and trust. That if um, starting with the confidence, a lot of times when you've seen really powerful experiences with voice AI, the thing that really uh, takes it across the line for people is the 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 voice itself. Uh, and how natural it can sound. So if I'm if I'm making a transaction, uh, placing a restaurant reservation, or I'm simply asking for navigation or directions, the voice that comes back, uh, humans are wired to to interpret meaning from sound, and the way we are, and and a lot of times um, the words that that I say are less important than how I say it. Right, I can say. Um, I can say something like, you know, get out or get out and, and those same words, completely different meaning. So people really at a conscious and subconscious level infer so much from the, uh, the voice that's speaking back to them. So I referred to ASR as speech recognition. That's the speech to text. The flip side is, is text to speech. Of course, that's something read speaker provides and the, the style and voice and tone. Uh, that your organization puts forward will directly impact people's interpretation of, of how capable you are. The consistency is the next component, and that's key. So if you hear the same voice over and over again, and it's already conveying the type of trusted qualities that you're looking for, it becomes an extension of your brand. So the same way you have a logo or a color scheme or a design, your the voice you use people will associate with your brand. And that extends into sonic branding. So if there's a sound or if there's any sort of non-verbal audio cues that you use uh, to convey that something's happening, those all suddenly become key components of the experience to a point where um, customers associate that with with your brand, the quality capability. If they don't hear it, they'll be missing it. uh, it really at that point the whole experience comes alive. I think it's a really important topic. It's 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 under not well understood, but the organizations that are looking comprehensively are, are picking up on it and they're really investing in it.
0: Yeah. And I want to just talk kind of a, a personal experience that I had with um, you know, a credit card company I had and just give an example of where conversational AI and all these things we're talking about could be great. And maybe you can share one if you've had an experience. But um I paid off credit card debt. And that's a huge deal. That's an excitement. And I wanted the credit card company to be like, great job. That's fabulous. Like, I wanted like star, shooting star, you know, something. And that wasn't it. It was kind of this awkward uh, experience with the IVR and then with the person. And I kind of was like, ugh, you know, you wanted the brand to be excited for you. And that can come from an actual person or it could come from a conversational AI which is part of the IVR or the automated phone message you have, where I say, when they say, what are you calling for? And I want to check my account because I paid off the debt. There can be something that says, wow, that's great. We're so proud of you. And maybe there's music that plays and there's a feeling and experience that happens in that moment that should be there that I feel like is missing. And so that's kind of a, just a personal example that I think uh, banks and financial institutions could be Utilizing is there one that maybe you've experienced that you're like wow this this could be improved in some capacity with conversational AI? I,
1: I think we we could all probably come up with many examples of that. the uh, the 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 other interesting element here is that the convergence of what was traditionally called the call center or contact center with with voice AI and and they are they are really vectoring into a single point. So uh, so in many times. You can say, "Well, we want to, you know, build a voice assistant. It's going to be in our app, and um, and uh, people can just ask questions instead of typing it on their mobile mobile phone." Um, but of course, then you start getting the realm of these chatbots, right? Because and typing and speaking are just two different ways of, of providing input. Um, but of course, with typing, you're you know you're not necessarily getting that high touch experience. And then there's on the flip side, there's just there's Three broad categories in terms of response. There's the full human response where there's a contact center a team that's been trained to say, Hey, when somebody pays off their debt, by the way, just, you know, congratulate them. And they're like, Yeah, got it. Okay. And sometimes you have to train, sometimes you don't, but for consistency purposes, you do want to do that. There's the, the we call it the hybrid experience where, uh, and this is a very big space where it's sort of AI based, uh, physical, uh, uh, experiences where as the the conversation's happening, there's a screen that's prompting the, uh, the representative to, to say things. So in that case, it could say something like congratulate the person cause they just paid off. their. And then there's the, the fully automated experience, which is, is absolutely in the realm of possibility. And that's, that's a way to get some of those high touch experiences. Um, and just enough of that, those nods and prods, um, to, to make it work. So, and, and I, we, I think these are all going to work in concert. And as the voice AI improves and it can start taking in some of these tangible and intangibles, we'll start seeing it uh, play a bigger role. Uh, I would say just simply replacing the IVR is already a win, but then the ability to do more uh, is going to be significant. So that's what I was referring to as the omni-channel experience, that if you're interacting with your voice, it doesn't matter where you're doing it. Um, it, What matters is that, um, that it's a consistent experience in a way that delivers value and, of course, is efficient for the organization.
0: Yes. And you guys at SoundHound really focus on a lot of customized uh, voice experiences, like you said, to really kind of showcase the brand, including the wake word. There's a lot of things that you can do. Do you have maybe one tip or one piece of advice for any banking or financial institution that's like, okay, I think maybe I want to learn more or get started. What would be one piece of advice that you would give to them kind of in the very beginning of all
1: of this? Absolutely, I think it's really about focusing on what channel do they want to work on first, uh, and what what ultimately do they want to own uh, versus who do they want to partner with. So it's a, the classic you know build versus partner approach, um, and to really check out what's available and see how do they um, build their teams to focus on delivering a personal branded experience. How do they partner with the right organizations, and it could be. Uh, for example, a company like ReadSpeaker, if they want a uh, text-to-speech, uh, that's a very unique technology that they're probably not going to build themselves. When it comes to conversational voice AI, uh, that's what we do. We do that very well. And um, we can bring uh, a lot of innovation to light through that partnership. But there are still elements that, um, that the bank themselves are going to want to own. For example, like you said, sonic branding, if they want to create a whole series or um, script development. So it's really about focusing on what do you need to really make part of your, your internal organization and how do you accelerate time to market by partnering with the right organizations and, and, and that that's a strategy that works across categories and I highly recommend it. And of course if they want to see what uh what what Houndify can do, it's houndify.com and uh they can go from there.
0: I was just going to ask that. If there's more questions, uh, is houndify.com the best place to do it?
1: Yes. Yeah, so you can go to... Uh, SoundHound is our company name. We have soundhound.com, but our platform is houndify.com. And there's a lot of information there about everything that we just talked about and more. And of course, um, you can uh, sign on and create a free account and, and take a look at the platform. But of course, there's many people willing to help for companies who are, who are ready to make the plunge.
0: Perfect. Well, as always, thank you, Mike. We greatly appreciate your insight and for being a part of the show.
1: Thank you so much. Really excited about the show.
0: And if you are watching and listening, don't forget to subscribe to readspeaker.ai's YouTube page, as well as check out the audio format of the podcast by searching for creative and tech wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Creative in Tech. Want to learn more about conversational AI, text-to-speech, or be notified of our upcoming episodes and events? Learn more at readspeaker.ai.